to Finding Monster Right, the show about finding monsters. Right? Right. Right. Uh, that was... <sighs> uh, too we, many rights. We are traveling deep, deep, deep into the wilderness for, the, for this special episode. That we are. Do we want to tell the people who we are? My name is Adam. And uh, I don't say my name every episode. It's like a running joke. Yes. Uh, I figured, like, this was the episode to explicate that. (laughs) Good point. So this episode is all about names and the power that they wield Mm. and uh, why you shouldn't um, (laughs) shout a name that you're trying to keep secret as you dance around a fire. Made that mistake too many times. (laughs) Right. Uh, This is the the tale of Rumpelstiltskin. And where, where is he now? Now, I have a question about that. Yes. Because the version I grew up with as a young child, the story of Rumpelstiltskin goes a little something like this. So a princess goes up to Rumpelstiltskin and she's like, your name is Rumpelstiltskin. And then he's like, oh, God damn it. Fuck. And then he grabs his own foot and tears himself in half. <laughs> and the princess is just like, oh, my God. Wow. I, I didn't... Oh, okay. Yeah, uh... That... I'm not done. Okay. Huh. Wow. Did, did you... Did you see that? I, I saw that, yes, miss. It was very disturbing. I... I uh, huh. Well, anyway, whatever. <laughs> that's a that's a full minute more of Denoma than the story <laughs> normally has. <laughs> it just ends with like, it, and then he ripped himself in half, and everything. So yeah, uh, the end. Be- because uh, Rumpelstiltskin's uh, story that's um, at least two hundred years old. Some accounts say thousands of years old. Wow. Um, I, that's not that good a story. <laughs> to be passed along a lot. It's a no. uh, it's a real. Uh, and this is something I've I discovered looking this up, uh, like getting into kind of the, the weeds of this uh, this story as it appears on Wikipedia. Uh, but boy, oh boy, there's a people study folklore. There, there's folklorists out there that really, really get into the nitty gritty of how many iterations of stories there are and like recurring themes, kind of like. Uh, hmm. Uh, kind of like Joseph Campbell and the Here with Thousand Faces, except like with you know the the kids' fables. Hmm. Uh, well, I think we're kind of folklorists. In a way, you're correct. Uh, you know, I'm something of a scientist myself. <laughs> uh, th- this guy's name uh, is Auntie Arnie. I want to say, and his his folklorist work dates back to like the early 1900s and basically he made like a dewey decimal system for the types of like t- tales that there are and how often they like intersect where's the non-fiction section in his dewey decimal <laughs> system like and then stella made some bread <laughs> yeah no right i think he puts those in the zeros and the moral is don't go outside or something i don't know 
So basically every iteration of uh, <laughs> of the story Rumpelstiltskin or some other one is called, um, as a type 500 story, The Name of the Helper. And there's other, like, I, I noted a couple other occurrences, like when you're talking about folklores that, you know, thousands of years old, the story of the, the Smith and the Devil comes to mind. Does, do you know that one? Uh, no, but I think I can tell it. Okay, let's hear it. All right, The Smith and the Devil by R- 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 Rutherford B. Brimley. So, the Smith uh, once said, no, wait, he can't just say, he said, <laughs> I'm going to make something out of metal today. And then he did. And that's how the story really starts. Yes. Right. <laughs> just a, a self-affirming mantra, you know, just like, hmm. Uh, time to time to make the horseshoes, you know. So uh, then the smith um, he started making something out of metal, clang, 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 and he made horseshoes, clang, 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 and he made spoons, clang, 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 and he made forks. I think you're missing an important ingredient right here. And then uh, and then, uh, uh, he uh, threw one of the forks into the fire because it wasn't made right. And uh, the the devil came up out of the flames holding the fork like a pitchfork. And he said, hey, that was my favorite fork, you, you smith. And then the smith said, oh, aye, and hot goals, too. And then the devil burned his feet. And that's why the devil has burned feet. And the moral of the story is uh, um, wear oven mitts. Close. You got the first half of the story right. Wow. Which is the, 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 so yeah, uh, the story as it goes, it's either uh, a blacksmith and a, the and the devil, sometimes death or a genie of some kind, uh, wants his soul. So he goes mm-hmm. uh, in exchange for <laughs> whatever the smith wants. The concept of a genie wanting someone's soul is very strange to me. Mm. Hey there, sport. <laughs> Listen, I know you're not uh, thinking about haunting anyone anytime soon. Mm. <laughs> Just a little joke. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, the, that's... It's it's a weird request. <laughs> I, I have three wishes, and they're all... I have three wishes for you. They're all your soul. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. <laughs> Basically, it, the devil will give him what he wants in exchange for his soul. And the smith's like, huh, I'm crafty, as you can see. Uh, so I, I want the power to weld any material. Then he uses that power to stick a devil to an immovable object and <laughs> allowing the smith to renege on the bargain. Wow. Yeah. And as, as you can tell by the uh, the other figure in the story, this has been told thousands of different ways throughout, <laughs> like, pretty much... Uh, European and earlier than that, sometimes uh, the history of the the hum- humanity as it as it stands. That's basically the sovereign glue from uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so That's a, what a weird request, though. <laughs> I want to weld anything. Right. Like, what do you like? Oh man, what if like uh, that goes Midas on you, and you just like because you've already turned it on the wish granter. <laughs> but like it hasn't gotten ironic yet so this story just ends with a small german hamlet or something just everything glued to each other in a big ball right he doesn't <laughs> that's the uh the great follow-up to the episode to the story 
and that's the you know we're in the second act of the joke then then he he frees the devil and gets his soul back and then oh no the next day his wife is on a tr- stuck to a tree and the devil's like so you want do you want the power to undo it universal solvent yeah uh but back to rumpelstiltskin uh i'm gonna recap the story with minimal details first to, to get us started here all right uh th- th- then we can kind of get into the the nitty-gritty of the the cast and their decisions mm. so uh a miller's daughter is imprisoned and instructed to turn straw into gold. A I forgot little about ma- that part. When- <laughs> yeah. Uh, a little man shows up and can do it for her, but in exchange for uh, something of value on her. First, she gives him a necklace and he does it. And then the miller's imprisoned in a larger room with more straw. Then he does it in exchange for her ring. It turns the straw to gold, and the Miller <laughs> Miller's daughter is again imprisoned a third time in the largest chamber. She has nothing left to give the little man, uh, but uh, he at- requests her firstborn. Uh, she agrees. Uh, he c- c- makes he he does it. She becomes the queen. <laughs> the the king is the one imprisoning her. We'll get into it. Uh, then uh, she has a firstborn. The little man shows up. He's like, hey, the deal's the deal. Give me the firstborn. She starts crying. And he's like, okay, fine. You can If you guess my name in three days, uh, y- you get it. So first day, she tries all the common names. Doesn't get it. Second day, she tries more uncommon names. Doesn't get it. And someone travels in the woods nearby and, he, and, and hears um, a little man celebrating around a fire. In a near cottage and shouting uh, something that rhymes that usually includes the phrase uh, she won't get she won't na- she won't she doesn't know my name it's Rumpelstiltskin it's a hard to get name yes. and <laughs> then the uh, the on the uh, the third day she guesses some other names and then finally ends with Rumpelstiltskin to which um, <laughs> thwarts the little man and that's. That's the the gist of the story in a, a minute flat. Hmm. Uh, let's talk about each kind of scene of this because it gets pretty wacky. It certainly does. So it starts off with a miller's daughter who can ascend to a higher uh, social caste, which is already pretty crazy. Yeah. So the way it works is that uh, there's a miller. And for some reason, he boasts to the king, uh, he or he boasts within earshot of the king, that his daughter is so great, she's so awesome that she can turn straw into gold. And the king's like, bullshit. <laughs> no, it's more like he's like, oh, awesome. So I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna take her. I'm gonna put her in this dark room with a bunch of straw, and if she doesn't do it, I'll kill her. What? A- I wonder if he's done this before. If this is like a, a a regular thing for him. If this is a recurring problem that he does not understand hyperbole at all. Yeah. Th- that's also, that's the end of the Miller in the story. He's he's just a bad dad. Crazy old Maurice. So uh, there's, some, there's some better stories out there. Uh, some better versions of it, I'd say. Like one of them <laughs> I, I, I saw mentioned that uh, the... Uh, the miller was speaking metaphorically 
it was like, you know, oh yeah, she can, you know, turn a, a stone into diamond because she's so awesome. Sure, yeah. Another one was that uh, she has long blonde hair and in the sunlight, it it normally looks like straw, but in the sunlight it looks like uh, gold. So she, yeah, she can turn straw into gold. That's really complicated. <laughs> it is. And it's a... <laughs> But yeah, it, if this was a a D and D story, a D and D game, I'd be concerned with the players not having enough agency in this. Because I mean, that's every D and D game that I run, and also every fairy tale story, really. <laughs> yeah, because uh, she's just locked up in this room, and she has literally nothing. This is an impossible task. Uh, so like, I'm so hungry, I could eat a horse. Prove it. <laughs> Yeah, it's and then you lock him, and then you lock the guy in with the, the horse, and then that's how centaurs were made. <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, she's locked in the room, and the door opens to this little man. And that's how he's described. Some people call him like impish. A couple, uh, a couple sources. So I read about five different versions of the story to kind of get a uh, a, a a straight line between them. Uh, but yeah, he's all. Sometimes he's called a mannequin. Oh. In, like, an archaic sense. Okay. I guess that's a word for, like... Like a goblin. The, the goblin, elf, dwarf, mm -hmm. hybrid kind of small creature that spoils your milk and that sort of thing. Yeah. So, but the he shows up and he's just like, you know, hey, this is an impossible thing for you to do. I can do it. Just give me your necklace. I feel like you could do a better impression of this little man. So, I can do it. Just give me your necklace. A plus five stars. <laughs> Somebody call Cartoon Network. <laughs> Someone call Mario Kart. I think it's my toad voice. <laughs> oh, God, that is what he sounds like, though, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, so he uh, so in exchange for a small trinket off a Miller's daughter, a necklace that can't be worth much. He makes gold, right? Like he does what alchemists dream of doing. Yeah. I'm getting some pretty heavy fey vibes. Oh, absolutely. The uh, yeah. the kind of naming convention and importance of names that's baked into fey and fairy creatures. Absolutely. Uh so, but yeah, no, he like think th picture this. It's a room full of hay like stacked up on top of each other. And you have to put that even if it was just putting it through a a, a spinning wheel normally. That's hard. Well, okay. Maybe we should roleplay this scene and then move on. Okay. <laughs> There's only one character that's doing anything. <laughs> There's also the uh, the Miller's daughter. I want to be the Miller's daughter. Okay. My dad drinks Miller, so that's close enough, right? <laughs> yeah, sure. All right. Oh my god. Why, why does this happen to me all the time? Hello! <laughs> Oh my god, what? I can do it! I can make gold! I want something, though! What do you got? I... I okay, well, hold on, you just put a lot out there. A lot just happened in the span of about five seconds that I've got to reconcile right I mean, I, now. I can go! I don't have no, to no, be no. here! No, I, I want to hear... Okay, I want to hear more about this. You're Listen, desperate! I'm, uh, I'm, I'm a cool guy! Okay, what, what, what do you want from, who are, do you work here? Alright, bye! No, 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 wait, 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 I want to hear more about this gold thing. What do you got? Like, what do you got? I, I, 
I, I, have, I have a necklace, I'm but... Deal! Okay, okay, whoa, 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 whoa. Piece of oh, straw. Wow. Gold comes out. Piece of straw. Gold comes out. Only eight million more. I didn't... Okay, this is a slower process than I expected, but hey, it's a hell of a lot better than I can do. I mean, I'm no, I'm not an expert on this. If I were, I, I wouldn't need uh, your your great assistance here. Uh, what are you exactly? Like, where would I find you in the in the player's handbook or monster man? Clearly, I'm a gold weaver. Oh, okay. Um, are you single? Because my only marriage prospects are some guy that put me in a castle because he doesn't understand metaphors. And frankly, if I'm on the market still. Ah! Hey, can, he, can he pass me more straw? Hey, here you go. Just a little joke. Get me out of here. Help me. Scene. Yeah, right. Uh, the yeah, and, and the king's reaction to this, this impossible task that he gave this woman, is he's like, oh, cool, do it again. He doesn't understand inflation either. It seems. No, no, he's he's got a whole. That's a lot of gold. At this point, he's going to start attracting dragons. Sure. Uh, so yeah, he gives her an even like bigger room that he locks her in, which is not, uh, uh, the second day is weird that he's still like, you know, I don't, like, he believes her clearly, she did it. Why does he need to, like, the, why does he need to, like, imprison her more? It's, it's like he knows that he's a bad person, <laughs> and that she would run away <laughs> if given the option. Maybe he wants more gold because he just wants to, like, Scrooge McDuck? Yeah, I, I get it. He, he's definitely every story says that his heart grew with greed, and so he's yeah he's a bad person. We we, we at this we have that clear. At, at this point, he must have more gold. After the first room alone, he must have more gold than the entire rest of his kingdom. Right, but that's not enough. So he wants even more than that. So, and this is like the inverse of the speaking of fables, a uh, real what we call it, uh, fish and the farmer. I am great King Bezos. I'm the king of shiny things. Uh, well, what's the fish in the farmer? Is that like the, that's the thing with the, the, the guy who catches a fish. And then the fish says, if you let me go, I'll grow into a big fish and you can eat me then. And he's like, what? No. No, it's the one where he, where he's the fish will like, you know, I'll, let me go. I'll grant your wishes. And, and then he goes, mm. okay, cool, uh, I want a better house. And then he goes, he's like, oh, cool, better house. Isn't this an awesome wife? And the wife, like, keeps telling him to get better shit. That's rude. <laughs> and until, until the fish, like, returns them back to status quo. Uh, so, yeah, no, he, he's the, he's the, he's the, 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 um, greedy wife in this story. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, no, same situation plays out the second night. Here's a, a trivia for you. What's the first magic that Rumpelstiltskin performs in the story? He spins straw into gold? Or perhaps he just shows up in a locked room. Yeah. I think that would be it. Yes, that's it. He literally, in all these stories, it says that he opens this locked door. Oh, well, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, it, 
he could just open it and let her out. Right? What the fuck? I'm in here spinning straw into gold. I thought he just showed up. I didn't notice the door was open. Fuck. This is after he leaves. And she's she's just like, God, I liked that necklace. That's well, that's the last time I'll do that. And definitely not two more times. So uh, for for this uh, this story, I per- I obtained the original translation of the of Grimm's fairy tales. You had to break into uh, the uh, the National Archives and put some lemon juice on the back of the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> yes, to uncover the 1815 with 2005 Diane Kruger and other guy I did not pay attention to. Yeah, the and the, the story of Rumpelstiltskin is about like. It, it's like two, it's a page long. Like it, My it's, friend Lindsay actually had a really bad crush on that guy, I remember, for some reason. Move on. Uh, Ru- Stiltskin Or like... Uh, no, 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 the guy from National Treasure who's not... Oh, okay. I, I was kind of hoping that it was the Brothers Grimm. <laughs> I was uh, like... No, but come to think of it, don't we all know somebody that kind of would jump at the chance to date one of those people? <laughs> One of those two brothers? Yes. Aren't I one of those people? I, I was going to say, you're the person I know. Okay, yes. <laughs> are you, Absolutely. Are you more, of a, you're more of a Jacob or a Wilhelm, Stan? Oh, uh, I mean, I gotta go with Wilhelm, Stan, just because it's more fun to say. But, like, so, uh, what, do you have any hobbies? I tell the grim corners of the universe to children. Cool, cool. I like hiking. (laughs) Yeah, okay. So, second night, Sam is the first, except she has a ring, too. Which is, it's great that she showed up with all her jewelry. Otherwise, she'd be in real trouble. I I was also saying that, you know, the thing about the unlocked door is that, you know, it could be, he knows where the Miller lives. He got her daughter there. Mm. She's got nowhere else to go, and it's kind of like, yeah, I could see her being still in a bind, even. That she's given this task. Uh, so yeah, he uh, Rumpelstiltskin pulls off on the second day. Uh, the third day, things get get weird. The king says, uh, on the third night, the king had her locked again in another room that was larger than the first two. And he says, if you succeed, you shall become my wife. That's a horrible relationship. Absolutely. I will, I will put you in the biggest prison that I know, marriage. <laughs> Hey man, marriage is a prison, man. <laughs> yeah, no, it's she. At, again, no zero agency here on the Miller's daughter's part. I don't know why she would ever want to be married to the guy that like threatens to kill her every night. You know what? He's the king. So if she's the queen, then she can put him in prison for dumb reasons. Mm, that could be it. Or maybe she just wants to. Maybe she like the idea of a loophole in this system. So, so really, uh, I'm sorry, I'm blanking on the name. Shahrazad, uh, a, a thousand and one Arabian Nights. Oh, uh, Shahrazadi. Yeah, uh, it's it's a real Shahrazadi situation where she can, if she can like, Shahrazadi had a thousand tails. Yeah, that one. Yeah, th- uh, this is the the loophole for her to get out of this system where she can be accused of death. Man, telling a thousand and one stories is so much easier. Hmm. Oh, uh, well, it ends in a similar way. By the end of the thousand one stories, Shara's already like has three kids, and she's like, "All right, you can kill me now, but I got we got three kids and together." 
really like the idea of just like telling like uh, telling all the stories back to back. Yeah, and no. so by the end of them, it's just like it's three years later. It's like. Well, that was a lovely story, but I have to... Oh my god, it's been three years. <laughs> yeah, that's that's how it ends. And then Shahrazadi disappears in a wisp. Was she ever really there? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, no. I, uh, she has nothing to give Rumpelstiltskin on the third day. And so he his deal is that, uh, very specifically, he says, you know, uh, if you... Uh, in some later stories, uh, in the original, it's kind of, it's not as precise, but he says, If you become, if you become queen, then I get your firstborn kid. I don't know why that, okay, I can't roleplay this. That's, <laughs> right. that's uh, too weird of a bargain to say yes to. And, and her reaction is is similar to like, you know, oh, that might never happen. <laughs> like, you know, oh, note yeah. to self. Find out how to tie tubes in old timey times. Well, it, it's it's more of a like, hey, I'm probably gonna die in childbirth if if I get to that point if I'm not infertile to begin with. So that's. Uh, but anyway, uh, she uh, agrees. In some stories, uh, I, I Wikipedia list one where she very in particular, she... Rumpelstiltskin just goes about making the gold. And like he's, and then she's like, "I have nothing to pay you anymore." And he's like, "No, I got, the, I got a prize for you," which is, which is pretty. That's a definitely more nefarious rumple. That's that's pretty. That's pretty fucked up rumple. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yes, the the kind of the third. So uh, there's several different versions of the the end of the story here, where she has a child and like totally forgets about Rumpelstiltskin. He rolls up one day. And says, like, you know, hey, uh, yeah, yeah, in three days I'll come and fetch my child. Now, here's a question. Mm-hmm. For what? Oh, uh, that's that's not mentioned in Wait. any of these stories. Is he going to eat the child? Is he going to raise the child as his own? Yep. Is he going to? Uh, so, uh, in, in a couple of the versions I read, uh, he, uh, sh- the instead the queen offers him... Like, you know, all the treasure in the kingdom, like any type of price. But, of course, he can, uh, it's not explicitly said, but he can make straw into gold. What does he care about worldly treasure? Hmm, that's Uh, fair. Well, what did he need the necklace and the ring for, then? Exactly. So, this is, like, clearly some kind of long con to get, like, and and in true, like, archfey, like, like, kind of fairy politics fashions, I could see him wanting, like, the heir apparent to the throne. Well, first off, the Archfey is like, for the uninitiated, uh, the Archfey is like the Fey who's in charge of all the others. This guy doesn't seem very high ranking. No, he doesn't. He's definitely lower. But uh, yes, to uh, almost like a uh, a Sleeping Beauty situation uh, where he, he's like, uh, but a more yeah nefarious spin to it, where he's like, oh, I want to raise the kid on my own so that I can perhaps one day use him to take over the kingdom a uh a nefarious spin yep a uh a baleful spin a maleficent spin you might say right uh so he uh, and there's a uh, there's some other version I'll, I'll get into a sec here but yeah so sometimes in some of the versions he'll he'll only give the queen three guesses each day which is crazy 
I don't think I could do that. Not, not for like a regular name, too. No, I did have a game uh, when I worked at the zoo where I would go up to the uh, my coworkers who were white girls and be like, I can guess your middle name in five guesses. And I always <laughs> did. <laughs> right. Marie, Elizabeth. Oh, got it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, pretty uh, low-hanging fruits. Uh, so... Yeah, uh, in other stories, and this the one I remember growing up was that she, um, like, was able to make a big list every every day. And she would, like, send, like, servants out, like, around the kingdom to, like, all right, get the name of everyone you can you can meet. And so, mm. she, yeah, she would, she would show up and she's like, oh, is it Balthazar? Is it Melchior? Is it, <laughs> is it Casper? <laughs> yeah, no, no uh, literally, some of the translations all, like, do that for some reason. They do, like, three kings first. They do the three wise men, and then yeah. <laughs> that's, huh? It, it's weird that it's like the, that. Uh, what you call it? The Beowulf like Christianization stuff. Hmm. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So I wonder if Rumpelstiltskin attends daily mass or not. <laughs> I I can't imagine it. He'd be. Oh, maybe he's a priest. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh, but yes, uh, sometimes it was the king that goes out in this, this voice. Sometimes it's the queen. Uh, but oftentimes it's a messenger who's like, I went to like the... And uh, of the Grimm's fairy tales, what's the moral that's frequently the, the moral of the story? Never go in the woods. Right. Controversially, <laughs> um, a, a messenger, a, uh, because he traveled deep into the woods... Uh, he, like, was up on a hilltop, and he saw this little tiny, like, uh, hut. And he, he witnessed Rumpelstiltskin out, gloating for no good reason, that uh, t- tomorrow he'll, uh, he'll brew, he'll bake, he'll have the queen's namesake. Oh, how hard it is to play my game, for Rumpelstiltskin is my name. This is 10% luck, 20% skill, 15% concentrated power of will, 5% pleasure, 15% pain, and 100% reason to remember the name. It's Rumpelstiltskin. Yeah. <laughs> That's the song I imagine him singing. Every version I had had a different song. Mm. And it, it, like, it, it, they made the effort to make a different, like, rhyme happen. Say my name, say my name, say it's Rumpelstiltskin, cause that is my name. Yeah. I can uh, keep going. I have 17,000 more. <laughs> glad I, glad am I that no one knew that Rumpelstiltskin I am styled. I don't, that's... Hmm. It, it makes sense with the other first two lines. It's an A-B-A-B rhyme. Oh, okay. Today I make tomorrow brew. Next I'll have the young queen's child. Ha! Glad am I that no one knew that Rumpelstiltskin I am styled. I thought that was going to involve Stu somewhere and answer my question as to what he wants with this kid. He talks about uh, brewing, feasting, and baking in most of the songs, so I think it's probably heavily implied that he's going to munch on this kid. Why does it have to be implied? Like, the Hansel and Gretel witch is just like... Right, yeah. And so this is a a part I want to get into in every version of the story. Uh, once the queen has learned his name, in every version, she guesses still different stuff on the third day. She says, uh, she says, uh, in a lot of them, it's these two names. Is your name Conrad? <laughs> uh, no. 
Is your name Harry or Henry? No. And she's like, uh, what about, uh, what about Rumpelstiltskin? (laughs) And he's always, like, so pissed off. He's, he either accuses the devil, a demon, some witch of, like, some, the devil told you that. And the devil's just like, no, man, I'm all the way over here glued to something. (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah, sorry, dude, I'm stuck in this tree. (laughs) Yeah, that's another one. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about the end of Rumpelstiltskin. In the original 1812 version of the story, uh, it's literally one sentence. The 1812 version that the Grimm brothers wrote. That they wrote, yes. Yeah. Uh, He says, the devil told you that. The little man screams, and he ran off full of anger and never returned. Which which is weird, because he lives down the street. Oh, wait, he's like a guy? Like, like they, they know where his cottage is. It's like in the woods. Why don't they burn it down? He's a weird man. Yeah, that's so. Maybe that's why he like up and left and he ne- should, oh, never returned. What if they did burn him down and then he just turned into Freddy Krueger? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, so yeah, it's some kind of situation like that. Uh, there's other versions. Uh, the one that you mentioned is very abruptly. A lot of these stories just end with that. He's like, he's so mad that he. He slams his foot into the ground and it gets stuck. <laughs> and some t- and he's so mad that he'll grab his other leg and just rip himself in half. Wow. Which is that's mad. Like this is the Quentin Tarantino of uh, like this is the nonlinear storytelling of the episode. Like and then the princess is like, wow. Oh. <laughs> Oh, okay. Speaking of nonlinear storytelling, I'm not done. <laughs> I want to flash back a bit because even in those, yeah, sometimes he'll do that. Sometimes he'll just get his foot stuck and he'll like pull it out and everyone's laughing at him. Uh, sometimes he'll uh, hit the ground so hard he makes a chasm and falls in. And <laughs> I like, I love my favorites, the original. Like, this is what Brothers Grimm adapted. They they heard this one and they said, that's too weird. We got to just make him leave forever. He turns straw into gold. Yeah, yeah. So, so introducing we a new... We cannot expose the children to too much whimsy or else they will forget that their universe is ruled by a dark, unfeeling court of fae that <laughs> seek only their bones. Yeah. In the original story that they collected and like didn't adapt directly, but changed around the oral version... Rumpelstiltskin flies out of the window on a cooking ladle. Uh, cool. That's out one of, more thing he's taken now. Yeah, maybe it was... Maybe he, like, showed up with the ladle, like, ready to start, like... <laughs> ready to start cooking th- this kid. Oh, okay. Uh, th- that, that, ma- that makes more sense, and I- I'm glad that we've kind of puzzled together that story. But, uh, like I said, Quentin Tarantino flashing back here to earlier in the story... When he... Fre- Cut to Rumpelstiltskin's feet. Yeah. He... He's... He's... He's right. He's an... He's a... He's a good guy. He... Okay. Because... In frequently all these stories... He shows up on the third day... And he's like... I did this impossible thing for you. I turned... Straw into gold. Three nights in a row... For a pocket change... The first two nights... Then the third night, we had an agreement. We agreed that I get your firstborn kid. Well, I, I mean, 
It was an unreasonable deal. I mean, he, it was night. He was about to take a long rest and get his spell slots back. Right, right. And he, it was a very, like I said, true, it was an unfair deal. But she agreed to it. She could have, it's like, you know, she could, not that dying was an option, but, you know, oftentimes she's being taught, uh, she's she's called clever. Uh, or she's called, like, you know, uh, the best. I I feel like she kind of really, really discounts the fact that he says that for your firstborn kid, she's like, ah, that'll never happen. Well, the first, uh, when you first said, like, uh, in some stories, she says yes or something to that effect earlier. And I imagined a story where she didn't, where it was like, in exchange, I want your firstborn child. And it's like, what the? No. <laughs> Deal! <laughs> yeah, uh, well, th- like I said, one of the versions, that does happen. And that, that's definitely, I see... I see her side of that of that one where like like he just keep he gets to he gets to gold churning and uh he and he says the price is your firstborn. Yeah, I I I You're th- already doing it. I can't say no, but like then it's on. Yeah, it, it but even in that scenario of she can't say no, he is no worse than the king. No, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, he's it's he's equally uh, unfair to her. Uh, but that said, he comes to collect, and she's upset about it, and she's offering him all this stuff, and he's like, no, we we had a deal. I I made a fake agreement with you. I'm altering the terms of the deal. Pray I don't alter them further. No, it, except he, he alters them in her favor. I've changed my mind about that part. He he doesn't ask for anything else in return. He like Like, he doesn't, like, it's not double or nothing. He just says she's she uh, as the story goes, she's crying and upset and he has pity on her. And he's like, that's like literally written in a lot of these. And it's like, OK, fine. If you can guess my name in three days, which is a loaded deal. Sure. Uh, but he gives her an out <laughs> like he, he, he uh, humors her and she, you know, gets to the. Uh, <laughs> yeah. She gets the better of him by sheer, sheer circumstance that someone that she knows was in the deep dark woods. And he was, uh, you know, he had his own pride of sorts. That's his sin. That he's, you know, uh, gloating over his campfire in broad daylight. You know, you made a good point that compared to a lot of fairy tale antagonists, like, he does have a lot of empathy. Sure, yeah, yeah, that's when he first shows up, is because she's crying. She's crying that she can't do this task. I have a theory. Mm -hmm. Number one is that I always heard that it was the prince, like he was a prince, and then he has to marry someone to become the king. Mm. So it was the prince that found Rumpelstiltskin, and I like that because it kind of gives the prince this moment of like, is that what's been going on? Okay. Yeah, wow, this whole thing has been a weird thing on my part. We can still be married, but, like, we gotta talk about this. Yeah, the a lot of the fables don't address that piece of the puzzle. Uh, but, yeah. but yeah, no, right, getting the, the king involved and letting the king know what's up. Yeah, but part two. I think there is a reason why uh, Rumpelstiltskin was uh, singing his name out loud. What's that? I think maybe he was betting on the off chance that, like, he knows that there's messengers going around, so he's playing the odds that someone will hear him 
so that the lady can have her out, but he wants to be fair about it, so he doesn't want to just, like, cheat and mm. make it certain and just tell somebody what his name is. That's a very benevolent uh, aspect. However, every story he ends upset. Oh, yeah. And, and, like, tear himself in half upset. So I, I've got a pretty good deal for you. Uh, or I've, I've got a... No, I've got a, no. 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 <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, I've got a good theory for you. Okay. Okay, so... There's no cautionary tale about that as far as I know, so so spin it. No, don't. Fuck. <laughs> uh, the, I think that Rumpelstiltskin knew the Miller's daughter from afar. Like, I like watching you sleep. <laughs> I like watching you sleep. Oh god, that's so much worse. You've got beautiful hair! And even more beautiful skin! <laughs> I bet your child will be very handsome! <laughs> if Especially if he's mine! Be with your spirit! <laughs> uh, he's a but, priest, remember? Yeah, right. Uh, but it, it's it's less that, it's more, uh... uh so, yeah, he... He's like, he sees her from... I, I'm thinking he's been, like, friend-zoned in a way. Okay. So well, like, I mean, not in my version. <laughs> no, no. I, I, I'm saying that, like, like maybe, like, he can... He clearly has no worldly um, desires. Besides, uh, in, like, in terms of, like, treasure and stuff like that. He, he can make gold. He doesn't care about that stuff, and he says as much, like, later on. When uh, uh when his uh when he wants the firstborn kid, uh so it's like you know maybe this this poor daughter, uh like you know possibly you know someone to for him to you know woo and wed and like you know, uh have a good life with. I mean he's got magic powers. Uh, the king gets involved, locks her up, and his move is to go to, like you know. You know, op- crack open her her imprisonment, uh, like you know, unlock the door and like help her out. And he, he doesn't ask for much in return. Like he he wants something, but like you know, like yeah, pocket change essentially, uh, a necklace, a, a small token of affection. And uh, yeah, no, he'll happily do this laborious activity all night long just to spend some time with her. No, he does the same yeah. thing the next day. And uh, when he finds out that on the third day, the consequences of his like good actions, stuff like that, kind of uh, mean that the the king is gonna wed her, like take her off the the market, like lock her up in this kind of marriage of sorts. Like he's, I think he's really mad at the king. And the the firstborn thing is not so much about the queen as it's about him. Mm. This like, kid's like is good to be the prince. It's to. And part of these stories often go into like the love of um, like the love of my child is more valuable to me than anything else. So like maybe he's trying to get back at the king that way. That's this because this king is totally unfeeling. Like he's he's a monster of, of, of in his own rights. This is like a Jim Pam Toby situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. So and the, the king, uh, he knows that there's no way that he could get out this king that, you know, basically locks his bride up every night and forces her to make gold for him. He locks her up in a thing of jello. So maybe like he sees his opportunity to make a Achilles heel for him to maybe if he has a kid he'll care about him more. Mm. And I also have a th- have an idea that he's like 
he's gotten friendly with uh, uh, the Miller's daughter these past couple nights, and like he'll he'll talk to her about stuff, and his uh, advances are not like mirrored by her. Mm. Like like, and I I think part of that is he tells her like his name, like like throughout the throughout the the couple nights, and she like doesn't uh, like remember it or register it. I wonder if he's cursed. Could be it. Or it's like, you know, it's just that how little she actually feels for him. What if there's a prequel fairy tale where it's like, you'll be able to spin, uh, like, I want to be able to spin straw into gold so that everyone will remember my name. Oh, yeah. And then, like, he's got like, like the, a, uh, a Rankin Bass, like Jack Frost story. Yeah. And then the witch is like, oh, so be it. You'll be able to turn straw into gold, but I'll need to take something from you. Something most valuable. Sure, anything, and then she takes the name. Yeah, right. Uh, it, it's definitely a. Uh, in this angle, I'm taking is a. It's a, a format of stories. I remember all of that way back from like you know, uh, first grade and stuff like that. You'd hear about those like untold fa- fair the other side of the story fairy tales. Mm. Where it's like, oh, the big bad wolf has asthma. <laughs> it's like it's not his fault that it's allergy season. It's not his fault that he ate that grandma. Right. <laughs> uh, or it's just a misunderstanding. And that th- that type of angle here, but yeah, no, I-, I could see him like really upset that she, after all this time, like you know, doesn't uh, even like face with a situation where like she, maybe on that third day she's like, oh man, I could become queen. That's great. That gets me out of this stupid feudal system. I don't have to, you know, li- live as a poor person anymore. Right, <laughs> right, buddy. And he's like, ugh, I hate both of you now. Tell you what, it'll be for your firstborn. Mm. So yeah, to as an attempt to get back at them, and so yeah, he, uh, on that when he comes to collect, he has pity on her, and he's like, you know what? Tell tell me that you ever cared about me. What's my name? I've oh, told that's... you many times before, and like, and she's just yeah, no, that's how little she like remembers him and cares about him. What if he just like nice guyed it and like gave a really like he said he wants her firstborn but like it's like a weird weird gross pickup line that's so weird and gross that it just does not register because mm. here's the other thing is like you don't win a woman's affections by doing nice things and favors for her over and over. Right. Maybe, uh, and, and maybe that, that's, that's the moral. I was going to say, that's a way better moral here. You're right. And, I, You've done such a good job that I ruined <laughs> your point. Yes. Uh, but but no, to, to that, you follow up with that. And then it's his... Uh, yeah, that's... that. It kind of it adds into why he was so frustrated in the end. Uh, and that's... Uh, it, yeah, that'd be a way better thing than just laughing at him. And he cut himself in half with his katana that he bought at the mall. <laughs> yeah, right. He splits his heart in two. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> in front of everybody. Go write about it in your live journal. Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, he, he has to put his fedora back on and, like, you'll never see me again. Look, look, the antidote for all of these people is a little song by Billy Joel called tell her about it tell her everything you feel give her every reason to accept 
that you're for real. I'm Rumble Stillskin, NPR News. He does a, and yeah, I think that's the kind of the real lesson here for him. So, uh, a- answering the question, Rumble Stillskin, where is he now? I feel like he's on <laughs> some kind of internet forum <laughs> talking about how girls don't get it. Oh God, incel Rumble Stillskin. <laughs> yeah, no, it's very, <laughs> which <laughs> does not fit well with his name at all. Uh, the, oh, oh, no, hang on. Rumple Stilt Skin Cell. Oh, uh, no. This started out so favorable to him and just <laughs> hit. He's fallen on some rough psychological times. Yeah, I, I, I guess what, what I'm getting at is that I remember, I, I imagine a, a pretty, uh, a, a retelling of the story that's a little more understanding of him. And may, maybe, maybe there's a good version where instead of getting, you know, Split, rip yourself in half angry at the end he like you know comes to an understanding with uh uh his is the the queen that forgot him you know what i think we haven't done any segments this episode so far we haven't but i've got one that i want to give a shot okay monster rehab <laughs> oh great yeah perfect uh that's how that's how we'll end this uh find a a, a good spot for Okay, I, I was... This crossed my mind, thinking about this episode. He can make gold. This concludes... No. <laughs> so, so yeah, uh, you know, he can he can crash an economy, certainly, with the inflation and stuff like that. Oh, wow, that's some... That's not advisable. And, uh, so, I, I think a good thing that... If he becomes a philanthropist... Hmm. Uh, right, and he kind of supports key charities and stuff like that because he can, you know, uh, whip up a quick donation amount. Sure. Uh, and so I, I guess what what uh, groups do you oh. think w- would best would he best uh, have interest in and want to benefit? Uh, the lower class, the working classes. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Uh, helping out these uh, these millers. Overthrow the monarchy. Oh yeah, he he'll kind of he'll feed the lower the the, the folks. His his ultimate revenge against the the king and queen can make their wealth meaningless. He has that yeah. uh, that capability. You have nothing to lose but your chains. <laughs> Rise up, join me, and together we will be remembered. <laughs> okay, so. Yeah, socialist revolutionary. Uh, <laughs> Vladimir Rump- L- L- Lenin Stilskin. Today I'll brew, tomorrow I'll break. <laughs> Soon we'll destroy the queen's namesake. You know what I see brewing? It's revolution. Cut yes. to like Rumpelstiltskin's face and like black and white on a t-shirt. Yes, uh, I I agree entirely. That's The, the revolution has come and the <laughs> the golden boys at its head. Well, I think that's better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, th- this king doesn't deserve to be king, right? The queen okay. got looped up in this, and she might be an innocent party here. And, and the, I don't think the, the prince deserves any of this, but overthrowing that king is a good thing. Yes, yes. I do think one thing that socialist revolutionary Rumpelstiltskin did not learn is how to treat women as people no 
Maybe, yeah, if he had a full story, I could see that being part of it. Socialism and feminism can be tied pretty closely together, I think. I think maybe maybe he meets another dwarf or whatever who's a little more onto that side of things, and they, uh, they, 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 they click. Yeah, uh, maybe, uh, yeah, someone that he's, uh, you know, a little, that connects with instead. Maybe, uh, he can form a healthier relationship with instead of it being so one-sided. And he forgets her birthday. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a whole sitcom episode about it. With, uh, with uh, okay, his... let me guess, let me guess. Is, is, it, uh, is it January? Tell you what. <laughs> Three oh. days, bucko. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. <laughs> Iris in. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, what would you, uh, for um, the final rating place here, uh, what, what do you rate uh, Rumpelstiltskin? I would rate him... Uh, I'm trying to think of, like, a socialist joke. Um mm. Exactly the same rating I have given all the others. <laughs> That's fair. I, he's like a, I think he's like a four out of five for me. I, I think he's he's got a lot of tragic potential, and I, I want to tell a story one day now. Mm. Yeah, no. I do think he's a dwarf, though, if we have to point somewhere in the monster manual. If you want to incorporate Rubble Silsk into your D&D game, check out uh, and use our coupon code on Squarespace. Yeah, the, the, the gold connection there is, is pretty solid. Remember when we wanted to be a D&D podcast and then we were like, wait, that's 80% of podcasts. <laughs> yeah. I, Let's I, also make our logo an isohedron with a 20 on it. So uh, join us next time when we go even deeper into the woods and, and find out who is still lurking there. Are we out of the woods? Are we out of the woods yet? No, we are not. Uh, oh, beans. Ask me what our next episode is. Hey, what's our next episode? Uh, tell you what. In nine months, I'll give you three, I'll give you nine total chances. <laughs> oh, no. Over the course of three days. Ah, <laughs> uh, beans. And I'm going to sing a song about it. All right, uh, see, see everyone. Uh,